Hello, darlings. Well, 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 it's February the 1st um, and here I am just doing a little bit of a connection in to get my momentum rolling for my potty this year. Um, it has been a big time. January has felt like, what, like a year in four weeks? It has been catastrophic on many levels for so many people that I know, um, including our family. And ultimately, you know, I, I shared in December that, you know, January was going to be this month of slow reworking, just we had Uranus, Mercury and Mars all retrograde as we entered the year. And to have Mercury and Mars retrograde as we enter a new year, these are our inner planets, you know. So there was a lot of, you know, going over things, not a lot of energy. I, I was walking around at some point, just looking around and just, I said to my husband, I'm like, everyone just looks like they're a zombie, like on autopilot, like very few people, I've done polls on Instagram, very few people have gone, I feel energized and alive. It's like, you know, 6%, like it's wild. And, you know, like I shared in December, I did a big post on Instagram. Hopefully you're all following me there by now. Um, so you get all the updates, but, um, yeah, that that really 2023 starts in March. So even as I'm coming to you today in February, um, February the 1st, um, a new month, the shortest month of the year is here. Uh, well, it, it, we're in a numerology nine um, and this is the end, the ending. Some of the planets are still in their shadow. So they're still not, you know, they're out of retrograde, but they're still not moving quick enough. So we're still feeling that lag. And January has been this heavy, dense, like walking through concrete, very emotional grief portal for so many. And like I said, um, we had a very, very sad uh, death in our family at the beginning of the year, uh, which also happened to fall on my husband's birthday. Um, our beautiful brother-in-law who was only 39 died and it has just been oh, devastatingly heartbreaking. I'm not going to talk too much about it because then obviously I'll cry and which is fine. I've done a billion tears. Um, there's still lots of crying during the week. Um, but it's just been heart-wrenching um, to see someone who is so young and so full of life and so passionate and just such a good fucking person um, die. And my sister-in-law and her two beautiful girls, you know, it's been fucking massive and grief demands attention you know grief demands you to be very 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 present and um it's not a, a you know it's not something that you want to be skilled in in grief um however me Joel and both of his sisters um have been through a lot of grief in the 20 years that we've all been in each other's lives uh, that includes 
my dad's death, uh, all three of their mother and father passing away, and now um, my sister-in-law's husband. So it's it's such a big time. And, and within that, you know, my other sister, Joel's other sister, had her first baby, <laughs> you know. So we've just got this fucking paradox of joy and elation for her. She's in New Zealand. So there's just, just heartbreak, you know, just heartbreak that she couldn't be here um, for his funeral and which was just so exquisite celebrating such an incredible human um but mourning him equally (laughs) you know it's easy to talk about celebrating a life but we can't skip over the mourning and the and the deep grief and the deep deep sadness that um you know is not something that we run from we're a pretty deep family if you can imagine um so it's been really sad, you know, it's just been a really, really sad time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been talking to a lot of people <clears throat> and a lot of people still felt the, the remnants of 2022 in January. <coughs> Excuse me if I cough. I'm actually still recovering from COVID because I, in the midst of all of this, was bed bound for five days, which was at first fucking frustrating because, you know, um, of course we were here to, you know, help Joel's sister and then I can't get out of bed for five days and then I still didn't really recover because there's, you know, so much going on and so I'm still in recovery mode, which has just been fucking wild in itself. Um, But... Yeah, so excuse me if I cough. I just went on a tangent then, which is going to probably happen. I'm laying in bed. I'm not even in my closet today. I'm laying in bed. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I'll just like, if I don't press fucking record, at some point it'll be March before I get on. And, you know, lo and behold, March is very much the beginning of 2023. I mean, we're still feeling this sort of like January is this huge integration Um sort of like a semi-trailer of 2022 and then everything just sort of hits in January. And like I said, this isn't everyone's experience. A lot of people um, I know have been through, you know, I've the amount of people who have passed away in January is mind-blowing. It's literally like, you know, so many people are losing very, very, very close loved ones. And if you're not all over my YouTube channel yet and you haven't gone and watched my uh, 2023 Spilling the Astro Tea um, panel, I would highly recommend it. Uh, Saturn moves into Pisces in March. I mean, March is exponential. We are in such a huge transitional year. The numerology of seven, which is the Mack truck, like the collective seven is a Mack truck year. These energies are so potent. I mean, as an astrologer, frothing, like absolutely fucking frothing, right? Like this is the time. This is These are the times that we've been waiting for. We're getting to experience transits that have never, ever happened before in our lifetime. Um, and two of these huge transits are in March, um, but backpedaling a bit. The seven year collectively, and even backpedaling more, all so much of the this information around twenty twenty three is on my YouTube channel. 
Tiani Talks Astrology. I think it's called that. I don't know what it's called. But, you know, there really is only one Tiani, let's be honest. Um, so you can check out my YouTube channel um, and watch the array of interviews there on the Chinese astrology, the numerology, and, of course, lots of these you know, pretty much every epic transit that's happening in 2023. It's all there for free, you know, and of course I'm going to be banging on about all of it in my podcast as we journey through this year together. Um, the seven year is the collective year, 2023 equals seven, Mack truck. This is the what it's all about year in this decade because we're not going to have another seven year in the 2020s. So ultimately, I'm just, I'm adding up right now just to make sure, because when we get to 2030, two and three is five, and then 2029, 20, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, it's a four year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I haven't, like, I don't have any notes in front of me or anything. I'm literally staring at my roof, literally staring at my roof. Um, I'm, you know, just about to bleed. I'm still recovering from COVID. I'm, like, still toe-dipping, just toe-dipping into the year itself, still, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, and still in deep sadness, but, you know, coming out of that month. Um <coughs> that, you know, ultimately changes our family forever. Um, and, you know, our biggest, our biggest love goes to um, Mark's wife and my beautiful sister-in-law and um, her beautiful girls um, because it's their day to day, you know, it's fuck. It's just fucked. You know, that's what it comes down to. And we can say that we are humans, you know, grief needs to be felt and not bypassed and it's allowed to be fucking hard um and this this collective seven year you know is the mac truck is the mac truck like my god um <clears throat> a seven year <coughs> excuse me a seven year is a very deep spiritual introspective year okay it is a year of quiet of going within, of reflection, of spiritual tests, of, of you know, spiritual karma, dharma, um, questioning, staying curious. And the, the line that I use for this, that I've used in my book that I've written and also in my 2023 Energy Survival Kit is, are you in alignment or a lie? You know, and, it, and a seven year will show you all of that if you're in alignment or if you're in a lie. And honestly, when I just said that exact sentence, I've been recording for 11 minutes and 11 seconds. I mean, look, it's the magic number, but, you know, master numbers have been thrown out of proportion, of course, because blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, you know, I've been working with master numbers for 20, over 20 years. And, you know, yes, while there's all this hype around 11, 11 and 222 and all the things, yes. But ultimately there, there is a strong connection in what is being said and thought at that time so it's you know it's not about making a wish on, on those numbers like it's it's about stamping and anchoring in what is being said felt or, or whatever it is what is going on 
when you see those numbers. Uh, that is of more importance than going, it's 11-11, you know, I'm in divine alignment. Are you? Because what was actually going on right then? You know, this, this, you know, all of these spiritual tools are being skewed and used for people's advantages and it's just it's just weird to me you know I'm an old school girl and um you know you know now with social media and all these sorts of things I mean I've only been on social media for 10 years so um you know I don't know how long it's been around I think it's been around longer than that like 15 or something like that 16 I'm not sure but I definitely wasn't on it for ages when it came out so you know a lot of this you know, work that I was doing in my 20s was, you know, done behind the scenes. And I think that that's what this seven year is really bringing up is that, and and Lilith and Leo, I just want to say, I was talking to my container ladies last night and we had our call and, you know, Lilith and Leo will really show the, the shadow side of <clears throat> people wanting attention and being really loud on social media and constantly sharing things, constantly projecting things, because that's this shadow side of the Leo archetype, is very loud and very proud. You know, it's a lion doesn't need to go around and tell everyone it's a lion. It just is. So when a lion is roaring to tell everyone it's a lion constantly and doing everything very loudly, that's the shadow. That's where there is no true courage you know, we think of the lion in The Wizard of Oz. That is very much the archetype, you know, a part of the archetype that I look at with Leo is, you know, this bold, brazen, loud, dramatic attention seeking is often the shadow of the true Leonian archetype who shines just because they are. And Lilith and Leo will really bring up the shadow around that. And it's getting very loud out there. Um, I don't know if you're aware of it or if you can see it all on social media, but because, you know, I, I, I am witnessing it a lot um, with a lot of, I'm air quoting here, leaders, <laughs> conscious blah blahs, you know, all of the fucking catchphrases you want to put in. Um, it's very loud, very abrasive, very hard, very just white noise. And Lilith and Leo coming into our own sense of autonomy and our own sense of self-sovereignty in a grounded and anchored way, you know, doesn't need to do all of that stuff. Um, so it's going to be very interesting watching this. I mean, I'm already seeing it play out very, very clearly, which is really fascinating to me. Um, the seven, the collective seven, you know, I, I also like am coining like it's the year of shutting up. Like it's literally the year of shutting up. Says me who is going to do a podcast every week. I get it. I get the fucking duality of all of this. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, you, you know, the people that are screaming and yelling and projecting over the people that aren't. Use your discernment wisely. That's all I will say. That is what a seven collective year is about is discernment. Now back to Saturn in Pisces, which I, you know, which is happening in um, March. Saturn is moving into Pisces for the first time in nearly 30 years. Okay, this is a huge deal. And Pisces is the birth canal. Pisces is the death canal. And it is the end of the zodiac wheel. 
Saturn is karma. Pisces is the death canal, the birth canal, the womb, the portal to death, the portal to the unknown. This is going to be a very karmic time of a lot of people passing, a lot of people leaving um, over these next few years. I mean, already with these love and death nodal portals that I've been talking about for so long with the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio, that changes this year as well. I mean, there is so many changes this year, like it is fucking beyond. But March is the kickoff. We're in February now and February in the liquid crystals is the crystal of Kunzite, which is around the heart. And I'm just like, yes, we've got Venus in Pisces until the 20th of Feb. My God, I haven't written any notes and I'm just like fucking remembering everything. Go fucking, that is just wild. Anyway, I'm just like observing myself observing, you know, when you become the observer of yourself and you're watching yourself say all these things, it's like, oh, I'm just, yeah, all of this, all of this stuff is just there. Um, so Venus is in Pisces until... Feb 20, right? This is exquisite because this is her and her exultion. And she's come out of the shit show of being in Capricorn and Aquarius, right? Like, and you know, for those people who feel offended because they've got Venus in Capricorn or Aquarius, there's nothing to be offended about. If astrology offends you, you've missed the point, darlings, because we all have all 12 archetypes and astrology is actually using uh, emotional intelligence because when you're attached to something and you feel victimized by astrology, um, it truly then means that you, you haven't, you know, you, you don't understand astrology if you become victimized or you feel sad or you're hurt or you're angry that, you know, that placement is this. The, the, the low and, you know, the low facts around Venus being in Capricorn and Aquarius is that she doesn't function well there. Can she do beautiful things there? Of course she can. But Venus is a planet of love and desire and pleasure and harmony and sex and relationships of beauty. And yes, why she can do some great business things in Capricorn. And yes, she can be sort of detached and really artistic and in her inner genius in Aquarius. She's in cold signs. So we've just been through weeks of her in the fuckery of Capricorn and Aquarius. Like, come on. It is tense and it's tight. They're both planet they're both signs ruled by the planet of Saturn those rings around Saturn they're ice my friend they are ice so you know Capricorn and Aquarius have an icy archetype ice cold my friends ice cold um, that is the archetype of Capricorn and Aquarius and wherever we have those um, signs in our own chart is where we will also have those that those those attributes and traits yeah that that archetype that plays out um so venus moving into pisces is a breath of fresh air she's exalted here you know this is you know her head of the table revered place to be she's at home of course in taurus and libra but in watery divine pisces she is lush as fuck this is emerging this is a union this is divinity this is this is consciously connecting to the heart of your partner and yourself and your soul and the universe and nature and that plant that plant and that animal this is this is the oneness yeah it's so oh my god it's so delicious and we want to really make the most of this because this is the last time Venus will move into a place of exaltation 
without Saturn because Saturn moves in to Pisces in March and will stay there until like 2026 or something, you know, for two and a half years. Um, and then every time Venus is in Pisces, she will hit Saturn. So there is a lot of restriction around that. That's a much more heavier tone, you know. She's not going to be able to, you know, really express herself during that transit. So make the most of this, you know. February, like I said, is Kunzite month. Kunzite is the heart activation crystal in the liquid crystal. It retrains our heart. It helps us to reprogram the heart, to rewire the heart. Um, and if you've ever worked with kunzite before, it's it's magic. It's this pristine crystal that if you get good quality kunzite, you can nearly see through it, but it's still epically dark pink, nearly even purple. Yeah, like you can see through it. So some kunzites are really like pale and look, they're okay, but a, a good A-grade quality of kunzite is very, very deep and rich in color, but see-through, but see-through it's exquisite. So we're in love month. Of course, it's Valentine's Day, which we all just fucking laugh our heads off at because it's in Aquarius month, <laughs> you know, like so funny, but at least Venus will be in Pisces. This is really delicious. And we're in Kunzite month. This month, it's a nine energy. It's a real clearing for clarity. That's what I'm calling February. We want to be clearing to get clear, clearing for clarity. It's that old saying that I use probably in fucking most of my client sessions. Um, when muddy water lets it becomes clear. And, and, you know, it's so true when I'm seeing someone fumble or they don't know what they're doing or they're confused or they don't know which way to go or what decision to make or what do I need to do or I'm, and they're, they're moving around. You know, when you busy yourself, when you distract yourself from yourself, the, the water is muddy. The water is muddy. We must sit still for things to become clear. So I would say that I would be channeling and really pulling in this stillness in February, allowing things to drop away. We're really clearing out now all of 2022. You know, this, this nine month, this numerology nine month gives us the end before we move into March, which is massive ingresses astrologically, which of course I'm going to bang on about for ages. If you've got my 2023 energy survival kit, of course, you've probably already read all of the juice and the gossip, um, especially if you got them last year in October, you've got a heads up on all of this stuff. Um, I've been sharing it for a, a long time. Um, but yes, you know, March is an epochal month of 2023. Saturn moves into Pisces for the first time in 30 years Aquarius, um, Pluto moves into Aquarius for the first time in uh, two, nearly 250 years. Um, so these zero, zero degrees in astrology are anoretic. They are the very beginning. They are important degrees. And we're going to have Pluto move into Aquarius, zero, zero, and Saturn move into Pisces, zero, zero both in the same month. Plus it's the beginning of the astrological new year, which for me, you know, I work seasonally. So, you know, this is the, you know, summer for me because of where summer falls in my own chart, um, my own season is a very internal time of release, which of course, you know, actually is much more aligned to the Northern hemisphere for me, which is really weird, but that's just how my chart's set up. I am a cocooned sort of person in January anyway, 
Um, it's family time for me. It's it's time of beach and anchoring in. And, um, you know, this year has obviously been no different because, you know, our whole Fano has been in a very deep grief portal, um, which has changed me on a million levels already um, because that's what grief does. It changes you each time, even if you're a little bit well-versed in it, which, you know, it's one thing you don't want to be well-versed in, like I said earlier. Um, but, but me and, and Joel's sisters are, you know, it's just something we've, we've been through a lot together. Um, but yeah, so for me, this is a time of recoup, um, grounding in, anchoring in, and then we move into March, um, which is the beginning of the astrological new year, which is the beginning of the new turn of the wheel, which is the zero, zero turning point of Aries, which is the beginning of the Zodiac. Yeah. So for me, that's always, you know, when we sort of, you know, start to feel into, you know, the year ahead, which is the astrological new year, but also of course the Chinese new year, I really love. Again, if you've checked out my Instagram, I've, I've written a couple of posts um, in, you know, I got a couple in, in January when I felt um, like I had some words to share. Um, I share, I did share the, the new moon, which was the beginning of the Chinese new year, but I shared that, you know, a week late or something like that. Um, and yeah, that, that lunar Chinese new year does often sort of kick up a, a new energy as well. Like we do move into Aquarius season, which feels different to, you know, somewhat, you know, only because of that Uranian flair that um, Aquarius is ruled by as well. Um, you know, but the solar Chinese New Year starts uh, this weekend on the 4th of February. <coughs> I'm very happy that I haven't been coughing crazy, just a few little coughs. Um, yes, so the solar Chinese New Year, it starts on the 4th. Um, and it, you know, that is the depiction of like, you know, the astrological new year. It's the solar new year. Um, but March really kicks off. It's a numerology one month, new beginnings. You know, we've got these big ingresses of, of Saturn and Pluto into brand new signs. Um, and we have the astrological new year. So I'm not saying March is going to be a walk in the park at all. You know, this could be quite huge for people, especially anyone with, zero zero degree fixed signs um fixed planets um and zero zero degree mutable so yeah we're still in a bit of this fixed fuckery that you know i've been talking about for a little bit but once saturn moves into pisces it's those mutable charts that are going to be hit more heavy so if you've got any planets between zero and seven degrees of pisces virgo sag and gemini there, you're about to go through a Saturn hit, darling. So this is a big year for you. Um, and obviously, if you have your Saturn in Pisces, you are going to be going through your Saturn return. So this could be your first Saturn return, or if you're closer to 60, this could be your second Saturn return. Um, but then Pluto moving into zero, zero Aquarius means that any planets around that the those fixed signs especially of zero, zero, maybe, you know, and, and those late degree Capricorn. Again, I've shared a lot of this in my kit, which at the moment I've got a couple of boxes left, 40% off. Jump onto my website if you want to get one of these kits so that you can actually read about all of this stuff and have it at your fingertips so you can keep referring to it. 
um, and work through month by month by month. It's like 250 pages long. Like you get everything month by month to share all of what's going on. Um, and I've got like a few boxes left. I think it's two or three boxes left. So they're 40% off. So jump in mostly A5 sizes too, because I've nearly sold out of A4. I think I've got like four A4s left. Anyway, um, yeah, this is, you know, the fixed, the fixed fuckery that we've been going through with Uranus in Taurus, Saturn in, um, uh, oh my God, Aquarius, my mind's starting to fog up now. Um, Saturn in Aquarius, like it's been a lot. It has been heavy duty stuff, but you know, you know, and there's these, all the funny memes going on like, yeah, Saturn's leaving Aquarius. Oh my God, Pluto's entering it. You know what? I actually feel much happier about Pluto in Aquarius than Saturn. <laughs> um, Saturn in Aquarius has been an asshole. Like, oh my God, pretty much one of the worst transits I reckon I've experienced. Yes, all the lessons will start to land and everything will start to be cleaned up and tidied up and then Pluto will enter that same house that Saturn is leaving. I get it. I am I am I don't miss a I don't miss a beat, darlings. However, Saturn in Aquarius has been an asshole. The end, don't let the door hit you in the ass. I'm excited about Saturn in Pisces, but it's also, you know, I'm gonna have much nicer transits with Saturn in Pisces. Um and it all, of course, depends on your own chart. So, of course, this is all very collective. You know, of course, really, again, this, this, this depends on your own chart. But if you have those zero, zero degree fixed planets, which is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius, it ain't over yet. You know, it ain't over yet. You know, because, yeah, you know, Pluto's going to come in and he's just going to hover at zero, zero degrees for months before he goes back into Capricorn. Then he comes back into Aquarius. Then he goes back into Capricorn. Then he comes back into Aquarius. Like his full ingress doesn't even start until the end of 2024. We have 18 months, pretty much. Oh no, what have we got? Yeah, like, yeah, 18, yeah, about 18 months of Pluto in and out of Aquarius and back into Capricorn. So it ain't over yet. And that's what's very fascinating about this transit is we're still working with this, these late degree Capricorn energies and also I will be jumping on because we have you know another monumental thing happening in February and that is Capricorn um, uh, Pluto being at the very last anoretic 29th degree of Capricorn which we have never seen in our lives so we're looking at two degrees of, of, of Pluto this year that we've never experienced in our lives that haven't happened in nearly 250 years so one of them's in February and one of them's in, in uh, March, the 29th anoretic degree. And again, like it's the end, you know, we're looking at a nine month, February's a nine month, clearing, ending, purging, releasing, letting go, shaking, screaming, crying. I mean, there has been a portal of grief that is, you know, and a cloud and a shadow and, and, and this, this intensity in January, but you know, it's like the acclimation might be February for you, you know, maybe January was cruisy or easy or, you know, or maybe you, you know, just got through. But February, we're in a nine month. <laughs> we are in the 29th degree of Pluto in Capricorn. Like this is the end or is it the beginning? This is the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning. Like this is a time we are in a very hugely rare year. So you know, of course, I'm going to continue giving you all the awareness and all the information as time goes on. I just wanted to jump back in here, 
dip my feet in. I'm only very slowly. I mean, again, for me, 2023 starts in March. So I've got another 28 days of toe dipping. You know, I'm back seeing clients. You know, I wanted to just connect, reach my heart out to you all, send you all love if you are also going through a difficult time. Know that we are all thank you Ram Das, just walking each other home, that my heart and your heart are old friends, that we're all in this together and you know if you've also had a very devastating January or you've lost someone, a pet, um, I know many people are losing their pets and you know I'm, I'm sad for you as well, if you've lost a loved one, um, a parent, a friend, a child, a husband, a wife, you know my heart. There has been a lot of tragedy the past six weeks, a lot. Um, and the softening around that is so needed. And this rabbit energy is asking us to be gentle, to be kind, to be still, to give compassion, to give love, to treat ourselves with kindness and others. So I just wanted to really, you know, yeah, extend and share a little bit about what sort of you know, coming up, what's activated right now, where we're at, where I've been, you know, connect in with you all and get the potty going for the year. Okay, so much love. <laughs>